Hello, whole nine yards. Hello. We are here. Back again. Yeah, you're back. Well, we're also back. We are. In many ways, we never left. It's true. And this week, we got a lot for you with the words and phrases. So I'll just jump kind of in. Cool. Won't you? What do we call this umbrella? Theme? Uh, crazy? Crazy? This was, this was a listener mail recommend, by the way. We should note. Listener mails wanted us to do crazy stuff. John from uh, Mount Lebanon, I believe, suggested Thanks, that we do uh, some crazy topics, and I, I postulated that perhaps he was inferring something to us. Oh. But he's not that kind of guy, probably. No, I'm sure. But yes, this is uh, listener suggestions. These, these ones. All or right. the topic, anyway. So what do you have up, Ray? Uh, crazy as a loon, ah. which was, again, listener suggested. Nice. Yeah, I, we appreciate it. Do you know the show Looney Tunes, Jay? <laughs> I've seen it once or twice. Nice. Uh, and there's a character on this show, animated show, uh, named Daffy Duck. I know him. Well, he's not a loon. He is, he is he is classified as an American black duck. Really? Yes. I, re- I researched it. He's not a loon. He's daffy, which means crazy, but he's not a loon. He's an American black duck. A loon is a... Wait. What? I'll be the listener. Okay. Nobody said he was a loon. They said he was a duck. This, it's right in his name. This is my intro. And Sorry. I will go with it as I see fit. Okay, you do that. <laughs> I'm just confused over here. It's my job to both confuse and inform. All right, Daffy the Black Duck. <laughs> An American Black Duck. American. Uh, a loon, however, is a bird that is not Daffy Duck. I've heard the loon's call. It is nice. The phrase, well, all right. The phrase, uh, this word appeared around the 1600s, uh, and it comes from an old Norse I don't know, L-O with a line, M-R. Uh, and it, it's defined as a large diving water bird with a sleek black or gray head, a straight pointed bill, and short legs set far back under the body. And a hauntingly bizarre laugh-like call that they do at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But it's... It never struck me as crazy. It's like a, it, but it's a, if you were out in the woods alone and the, you hear this, you're like, dude. What? Yeah. Yeah. The hauntingly bizarre. Um, yeah. I would have never described it like that. I would have sure. described it as intriguing, <laughs> unique. Uh, so the word loon, uh, bird, which was that definition. And then there's the loon that, we means that we defined as crazy, which is based on the word lunatic, which was shortened to loon around the 1400s. And we called people who acted crazy loonies because we referenced the possible, this is possible, speculative, no, no specific science here, just everybody knows, <laughs> that the lunar behavioral influence, the electromagnetic pull of the moon, which affects the tides, would then theoretically affect the water content and concentrations in your nerve and your body and cause you to act a little wacky. Uh, We're going to get so many letters. That's fine. <laughs> it's not me. I'm, this is all speculation. There's okay. no science. No, I like it. 
Um, so those are like the two kind of definitions of loon that we've accepted. And I would imagine that the the bird one is 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 better because saying someone is crazy as a crazy thing doesn't really have the same impact as crazy as this weird bird who makes a bizarre laughing sound in the middle of the night. <laughs> I I find that call quite intoxicating. Sure. I mean I'm not I'm not judging I guess the words I the adjectives I did use were judgy. They're descriptive. It's haunting. It's hauntingly uh Well you said that's what the, how they defined it right there in I, the thing. I mean I may have added a few Oh you <laughs> embellished I mean, it's, it's a part of part of it. Alright. Um so crazy as a loon, we really. I, what I found is it, it it relates to the bird loon. I don't know because again, saying crazy is a crazy thing. That's not a. That's not fun. Not at all. So crazy is the wacky bird uh, who is not Daffy Duck. All right. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'll I'll accept that. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got to, in in there. there yeah, no, nothing else felt. Like it had, it needed further research on that. Honestly, they're like, "Yeah, this is this is what I found," and it seems kind of like, "Okay, that's how some are." Yeah, they are. Crazy um, as the loon. Crazy as the loon. <laughs> I I have um, m- so crazy as a loon. I I guess I still hear people say, mm-hmm. "I have Matt as a hatter," and, a, and people just really don't say that now. Or no. no one's saying that. No, it's not. You're, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's you very specific s- scenarios where you'd use it, I guess. In writing, perhaps, but yeah, yeah. In, in in speech. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I hear uh, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, all in all, Matt as a Hatter is yeah. part of uh, this whole sphere of these kind of things, and you indeed might think, oh yeah, well, right, mm-hmm. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, mm-hmm. 1865. Yep. Uh, Lewis Carroll is where it came from or something, but but no, not at all. Some might think that, sure. Some would think that. Yeah. Whew, right, it predates. But yeah, the cat, what this cat called? Cheshire, Cheshire cat? cat. Cheshire. Uh, Cheshire. Yeah. Say, in that direction, the cat said, lives a hatter, and in that direction, lives a March hare. Visit either you like, they're both mad. So he never really says the Mad Hatter. Okay. He you know just what refers I mean? to him as the Hatter. And that they're both mad, the mm-hmm. cat. And the March Hare. Yeah. Yeah. So one one thing that I I really liked, and this is sort of side color, and this comes to us from our friends at Wiki, of all places. This is the only place this was in my books, but uh, Lewis Carroll lived near this guy, Theophilus Carter. Okay. You've heard of Theophilus, of course we oh, all that's have. A, that's a common name. Yeah. Yeah, at least 10, I know 10 people with that name. And he was a fellow, uh, some inventor guy that lived near Lewis Carroll and wore this big top hat and I guess was very colorful. So a lot of people think just, you know, because writers write what they see and what mm-hmm. they know in their worlds that he, that that guy was sort of parts of him were written into hmm. Carol's work. Nice. Yeah, I know. That's just a little side That's a nice... Bit. I love trivia. Yeah. So we see the references of this, though, way back in Samuel Slick of Slickville. 
Um, this book written by Thomas Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah, you know, it was 1830s, right? Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I, you wish you could go back in time and write a book because he's... He's, uh, <laughs> he's the only one on the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Samuel Slick of Slickville, yeah, I got you. You got to read write it. about this What else guy. are you going to read? And, uh, yeah, what are you... You're going to... Yeah. <laughs> so, there are refer- two references in that book uh, where, where a character uses the phrase... And with that, he turned right around and sat up to his map and never said another word, looking as mad as a hatter the whole blessed time. That's mm-hmm. one of them, and there's another. So right in that book, As Mad as a Hatter, mm-hmm. and this is 1835. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, uh, yeah, it predates uh, Lewis Carroll. Mm-hmm. There are other references, but there's there's also another theory, which is is really a little thin, but I feel the need to say it because it popped up in several books. Um, and this general idea that in New Zealand, um, these miners w- would go out and mine alone in these, uh, you know, whatever they're... Mining. Yeah. The mines. I don't know what they're mining. Mines. And uh, just because they were out there alone, almost like solitary confinement, and they had these odd mining hats from the late... 1800s, this is late 1800s, mm-hmm. that they were referred to as that, Mad Hatters. So yeah, maybe somebody knew the term from Samuel Slick of Slickville <laughs> and then sort of, as we see sometimes, re-employed it against this and then it got recorded and then hundreds some years later it gets consideration, but I really don't think that it has any weight in the end because... Mm-hmm. And you ask, what? I will. What? (laughs) Ah. Um, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So in the 18th and 19th centuries, uh, workers would use this uh, toxic substance, mercury nitrate. Mm -hmm. And uh, grossly enough, but it was what people did. uh, You turn the fur of small animals like rabbits into felt for hats. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, hat makers, what do you call those, Ray? Haberdashers? Haberdashers. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Haberdashers would be using this mercury nitrate Mm -hmm. day in and day out, getting it on their skin, breathing it and what have you, putting it on directly on their heads, their Mm -hmm. hands. And uh, it caused a sort of disease, uh, a nervous disease in these people um, that caused them to shake, mm-hmm. uh, sadly a little bit, like symptomatically like Parkinson's, mm-hmm. but um, it's a, it was a different affliction because of this specific chemical induction. But um, it was came to be known as the Danbury Shakes because Danbury at the time was a capital for hat making. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So people would call it the, the Danbury Shakes, but it also... Once people really understood, hey, these hat makers get this craziness because it would also begin to affect all matter of you and then mm-hmm. not just your body but your state of mind mm-hmm. and and parts of your brain. So, yeah, mad as a hatter seems clearly, clearly, clearly to be derived from this experience of hat makers and their affliction with mercury nitrate. Yeah, man. Whew. So they're like poisoning themselves actively, actively every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
But yeah. I mean, you know, no, in, in the early industrial age, yeah. uh, we didn't know. No, People you didn't, didn't know. You don't they know used what... mercury for a lot of stuff. Yeah. No, they, yeah. You know? There's some brutal, brutal uh, treatments yeah. for some diseases that used mercury. And you're like, guys, Seen them. guys uh, that's, oh God, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Just no. glad to be in the, uh, in the t- 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, yeah. Uh, fine, a bit of news. Uh, stay with us. We'll come back with uh, more joyfulness uh, right after the More crazy. More crazy messages. <laughs> Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. Diggity, we're back. Welcome. Yeah. With the uh, crazy topic, still uh, exploring that one. Crazy. We had Loon, we had Matt as a Hatter, and Ray, you now have... Off your rocker. Off your rocker. Yeah, so if I say off your rocker, I mean, we're, we're talking about crazy stuff, so we probably don't have to... Yeah, we, we, it's that crazy. Means you, yeah, yeah, you're off your... Yeah, this guy's off his rocker. I have a specific definition, perhaps. A uh, person behaving in a very strange or silly way, which, you know, crazy, whatever. Yeah, it, it's all relative. So I found uh, information that this phrase dates to about 1897-ish. All right. Just for those people that check the, the fill in this form, these forms out at home, they can fill it in completely with all the information. <laughs> <laughs> um, off your rocker. So naturally, speculation would drive you to a rocking chair, right? Yeah. I, if you asked me about yeah. it, that's what I would think. Yeah, perhaps uh, older folks characterized in their rocking chairs, reading the evening news, having a nice time. Yeah. And then generally uh, diseases of the mind catch up to us, uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, and they affect the, the more experienced folks uh, that would enjoy the rocking chair. Sure. That's just speculation. 
Right. That's what some would think right. this off-the-rocker might come from. Right? More speculation, uh, which I, I found and I, I didn't think of this one, more in a, a pleasant way, um, really still in the rocking chair genre. Um, but, you know, we're, we're down south hanging out on our porches, um, having some neighbors over for a nice backyard hangout after right. work. And we're enjoying alcoholic beverages. Uh, and then perhaps one of us becomes inebriated and falls out of the rocking chair. Oh. You know, act like a crazy guy. You fall out of your chair. Yeah. Also, you know, that's, that's, that's cool speculation. Right. I mean, that's a, a variation of the old person. Now you're now you're drunk. Right. Still rocking chair related. Yeah. Um, but these uh, would appear to be incorrect, at least what I've kind of went through more so. I like those ones as definitions. I mean, they seem obvious. But I kept on digging because <laughs> I'm like, all right, what? Because uh, I, I guess I thought, when I hear rocker, I think of rocking chair, of course, but I also think of a mechanical switch, just in general, a rocker switch. Uh-huh. You know, that's, but that's me. I don't know. Yeah. So I kept digging. Or a rocker panel on a rocker car. Rocker panel. Right, exactly. Wait, what's that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Part cool. of a car thing. Someone <laughs> write in and tell us. Um, yeah, so I kept digging because the satisfying answers, or the easy answers are generally... Not satisfying to me. But I found that it sort of does kind of relate to electronics. And um, I'll just I'll just kind of go in, oh, in with there. All right. Uh, a fellow, a lex- lexicographer, lexicographer, lexicographer. I don't know what this is. It's like a lexicon grapher. What uh, does this person they do? They study the lexicon. <laughs> That's a lot to study. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Erdang, or Erdang, I don't know, says that off one's rocker is a sister phrase, or essentially the same phrase, as off one's trolley. Off of one's trolley. Yeah. In his picturesque expressions. Uh, it refers to the once common spectacle of a motorman's attempt to realign the contact wheel of a trolley car with the overhead wire. Uh, since the contact wheel is also called a trolley, off one's trolley may refer to either to the conductor's actions or the fact that the wires are off the trolley. Yeah. And you need to the 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 electric car won't function unless it's connected to the the power lines. Right, because with trolleys. I don't know where they're still running yeah. like this. I don't even know if San Francisco has the wires overhead. We I have don't them know. here. Huh? We have them in the in Arlington. Okay, we had them. When we wi- had- aren't the wires still up there? No, I, I mean, the, they run off, they get the electricity from the tracks. Like, I thought right? the wire, but they're still, wi- okay, there were there are wires overhead, though. All right. I believe you. No. Uh, <laughs> so, but these, the old trolleys would have, right in the middle of it, would yeah. have that weird antenna stick with a wheel on it. I'm just describing it for people, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Like Back to the Future and, 1. And, and that was like power up there, and then the, and then I think the tracks were ground or the something, and so... Completed a circuit or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. So the rocker is like synonymous with trolley, but trolley meaning the wheel... <laughs> I tried it out. I don't like it. <laughs> Meaning the wheel of of the electrical connection was also called the trolley. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so Erdang, did I say this? Goes on to say that Off One's Trolley and Off One's Rocker became uh, very popular, like basically at the same time that streetcars were so prevalent. But this this would make the definition not very crazy. It would just be like if I ran well, the, out of steam, then you would say you're off your rocker because I I didn't have my electrical wire. Well, he's he's kind of referencing the phrase in the flailing or, or speedily way that the the trolley coachman motorman would be trying to get the the trolley back on on the wire okay like oh i'm off the trolley crap and i gotta i gotta hurry up hurry and get up there and get the trolley back on yeah yeah they gotta do it right so it kind of like basically they they became the same uh, and the rocker switch rocker mechanism was a, a similar thing that kept kept a, a machine moving forward the rocker amazing and if you're off your rocker you're you're not functioning and if you're off your trolley, you're not functioning. So they, they are like the same phrase that kind of came up at the same time in the same time, I guess. Again, I'll say time. Same time. I like it. And then, you know, nothing happens for several hundred years, and we get to the Simpsons. Wait. What? What do you mean several hundred years? Because, <laughs> well, 1897. That's not. It was at least 100 years. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to have trolleys in 1750. <laughs> no, 1897. Okay. Uh, Bart Carney, uh, episode starring the late Jim Varney as a Carney. And wow, his man. son, Cooter. Cooter. No, he's Cooter and his son, Spud. Uh, they are grifters. And <laughs> they get Homer and Bart to take over their, their ring toss game for a while. Uh, Spud, the son, is trying to teach Bart how to be a Carney. And Spud says, you know, you got to, like, sweet talk the people, insult them, use slang from the 30s that no one uses anymore. And Bart says, like, rubes? And then Spud says, now you're on the trolley. <laughs> oh, God, it's so Sure, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, and then they end up, uh, the grifters get the Simpsons' house, and then Homer has to come up with a grift to get them their house back. It's a good one. Bart, Bart Carney. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just say they he he said now you're on the trolley because he's to, back like, to reverse it like, right he's, he's it's got, all hooked up well because he says Cause he's, cause he, he understands yeah yeah he understands like oh like like the slang from the 30s that no one used anymore he says like rubes no I get it now you're on the trolley but he never no one ever says you're on your rocker he's always on his rocker no well because I don't know but on the trolley I like that now you're on the trolley now you're on the trolley. Uh, so that is Off Your Rocker. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. What do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I have a really simple one. Okay. Um, it is nuts. Nuts. Like you call somebody, yeah, he's nuts. He's nuts. Right? Ah, uh, nuts. Uh, which, in my research, really is not the same... Uh, which you in your life, Ray, mm -hmm. brought this into my uh, speak. All right. Um, to say, ah, oh, nuts to that. <laughs> nuts to this. <laughs> I never said that before, but I enjoy it. Thank you. But that basically just means to hell with this. And yeah. That's in a whole other category of things. Uh, but I looked at it. So nut, mm -hmm. a fruit consisting of a hard or tough shell around an edible kernel. Oh, all right. Yeah. Nice. So... Man, this one, there is no dispute. It is easy, fast, and simple. Here's what it is. Give it to me. All right? So 
you know how people are. They, 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 you know, they want to be playful. You, you know, you call your head a lot of things. You call it a noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And by um, mid to late eighteen hundreds, people called your head a nut. You know, okay. they call it a noggin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it a, a, a nut. All right. And that's what they did. And so, it it didn't take very long from once the head was called a nut mm-hmm. to sort of mean you're out of your head, you're not right in the head, you're off your nut, you're nuts. Okay, yeah, 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 right. All those things unfolded quickly, and, you know, the earliest time it was in print was uh, in Biloxi in 1884, but for the most part, there is no other, um, no definition no disputing. Uh, we don't really call our heads nuts, nuts anymore. Like, yeah, use your nut. <laughs> you might say use your noggin. Right. Um, off your nut, off of your, out of your gourd. That was the same thing. Your gourd was your was your head. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. The end. <laughs> Makes sense. The the sweet kernel inside the the tough shell. <laughs> I don't think it was an, it was an edible kernel. Edible kernel, I mean, right. sweet edible yeah. kernel of brains. Right around a hard or tough shell. Yeah, I think yeah, perfect. Yeah, get on your nut. Yeah, mm-hmm. use your use your nap. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. We would say noggin if you're going to yeah. use a word like that or noodle even. I noodle, guess. yeah, yeah. I don't hear that too one. often, but no. It but more than nut. Yeah. So that's the crazy episode crazy. of whole nine yards. That's crazy. Thanks for uh, being here. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, mail us with other ideas. Some of these crazy ideas were mailed yeah, in. Yeah, listener suggestions. We would love for you to mail us in some stuff too. That's hey you at whole the number nine yards dot org. That's hey you at whole nine yards dot org. And send us thoughts, comments, suggestions, relative criticisms, and we won't shred them. <laughs> no, we'll read them or yeah. take them. Sure. Uh, that is it. I'm Jay. I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. <laughs>